I hoped that I have mentioned lots of tests to you that you probably, you and your doctor both probably never do existed. Welcome to the Your Longevity Blueprint Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Stephanie Gray. My number one goal with the show is to help you discover your personalized plan to build your dream health and live a longer, happier, truly healthier life. Today, you get to hear from me again. This is part two of my two-part episode series covering functional medicine tests your doctor doesn't know about. Now, if you missed part one, please go back and listen to that first to set the stage for this content. Let's get started. Alrighty, so moving right along, let's talk about the testing your doctor may not know about that I mentioned in chapter four of my book. Here's where I'm comparing having the keys to open certain doors in your house, right? (laughs) To nutritional needs in the body. So you need certain nutrients to, we'll just say, help certain processes in the body work better or kind of unlock certain doors. You do not want to be nutritionally deficient. That can have big consequences. So the testing that I'm mentioning in this chapter is a fancy nutritional analysis. And I'm talking beyond just looking at vitamin D levels, which finally some providers are are looking at. What I run in my patients is organic acid testing. So we do a test that's a combination of blood and urine both. It's a 20-page nutritional analysis. It's really fancy. I should actually um, post a sample report in the show notes so you can see what this test is looking for. So we look at vitamin, mineral, amino acid, antioxidant, and omega levels. So not just vitamin D. We're looking at all the B vitamins. We're looking at vitamin A, vitamin E. We're looking at alpha lipoic acid levels. We're looking at glutathione levels. We're really looking at oxidative stress in the body. We look at something called lipid peroxides. Just like how a car rusts or an apple browns, your cells age too (laughs) due to oxidative stress, right? And inflammation. So we can actually measure that. Then we know to implement things like antioxidants for patients, which you can get from colorful, dark fruits and vegetables, which is why you want to eat the rainbow, right? But some patients, especially if they have inherited some poor genetic SNPs that I mentioned right from chapter three, they may need to take more antioxidants. If you exercise, if you're stressed, if you drink coffee or other, you know, caffeinated beverages, those all rob you of nutrients. If you take medications, every single medication, even birth control, robs you of nutrients just like B vitamins. And so they're usually on that test. I mean, very rarely do I find that someone doesn't need to supplement above and beyond what they're already doing. But I have patients who literally, I say this in my book, grow their own organic food in their own backyard. They're eating very clean. They still have nutritional needs because we live in a toxic world and we need nutrients to be able to detox appropriately. So this testing is something that your doctor may, again, not know about because most labs don't run any of this stuff. They may run a D level. They may run a B12, maybe an iron and a ferritin level, but that's about it. We send these fancy functional medicine nutritional analyses down south to a big functional medicine food lab. And again, we get this big fancy report, which is awesome to see. Now, also on this test we get a glimpse into gut health because we get to see if the patient has really high metabolites of bacteria and yeast products in the urine. So if that's happening, then we want to look more at gut health. We get a basic glance at heavy metals. So a lot of patients have 
high mercury, high lead, high cadmium, right? High cadmium is usually from smoking. Um, high lead could be from even exposures on, like, on the farm, whatnot. High mercury can be from fillings in the mouth, from vaccinations, could be even from eating too much tuna. I've had patients who <laughs> eat tuna every single day whose mercury is off the chart high and we have to change their diet accordingly. So this test can shed light on so many symptoms because we really want the body's Krebs cycle, which produces energy to be working effectively. And so through this urine testing, this organic acid testing, we can get a glimpse into what nutritional needs patients have for that to function better. I have lots of patients, especially living in the Midwest here, who are really low on essential fatty acids, meaning they need to take fish oil. Fish oil is anti-inflammatory. The lower that omega-3 index, which is on this test, the greater risk of pretty much all chronic disease, diabetes, heart disease, dementia, stroke, <laughs> autoimmune disease, you name it. So that's something that most of my patients just can't get from diet. Even my patients who eat fish once a week, let's say here in Iowa, they need to be taking fish oil every single day to optimize that level. Now, I have a lot of patients who are low on CoQ10. They're on statin medications, blood pressure, diabetes medications, which robs them of coenzyme Q10. That's why a lot of patients get muscle aches on statin medications. So if we can test their level, then we can, again, we'll see, we can personalize their supplement schedule. We can tell them how much they need to take. A lot of my patients get frustrated because they feel like they're eating decent, yet they still have so many nutritional deficiencies. That can just plain and simply be from poor gut health, right? If their gut's a mess, then they're not going to be absorbing their foods appropriately. But the other problem lies just from our deficient soil. Our food sources are not as nutritionally dense as they used to be. So USDA figures show that for some foods, like magnesium has declined 25 to even 80%, some sources say. So an apple today is not what it used to be, you know, grown in our great-grandmother's orchard, right? Our foods are now genetically modified. They're processed. I mean, they're stored at high temps. I mean, they're just the nutritional content is destroyed. And so our needs go up. I also want to mention just real quickly, I mentioned that statin medications, blood pressure medications deplete coenzyme Q10 and diabetic medications, but those also, as well as antibiotics and heartburn medications, can deplete the body of B vitamins and of magnesium. Steroids, oh boy, don't get me started on steroids. Steroids <laughs> can knock out hormone production, but they can rob you of many nutrients. And then I also mentioned birth control meds deplete you of B vitamins. Antidepressants can rob the body of B vitamins. Even thyroid can deplete you of calcium and iron. Laxatives, of course, can rob you of nutrients, antacids I mentioned, antibiotics. So I have a great chart in my book on page 177 that can help you, guide you into what nutrients you need to take, which are depleted based on certain medications. So it's a good guide, but the better answer is to just test to see what you're low in. And then we can certainly um, optimize your nutritional status because we'll, we know what to have you take. But when we're talking about supplements, I have to mention how important it is to select high quality products. And I have talked about this on various podcasts. My interview with Tom Houle, we went over a lot of this. I've had blogs on how to select high quality products, but it's really important here I want to talk about so many things, but I don't want this episode to be two hours, right? <laughs> uh, it's really important that you read labels because there's a lot of marketing out there that is, is essentially lying to patients, especially with things like fish oil, right? You may pick up a fish oil over the counter that says it contains a thousand milligrams of omega-3s, but if you flip the label over on the back, there's really only maybe 200 of EPA and 200 of DHA. So maybe there's only 400 milligrams of true omega-3s and the rest is all filler. 
So I have patients bring in their supplements to me every day and I'm really scrutinizing the labels. I'm looking to see um, based on what, I, what I'm seeing there if these patients are wasting their money because I, I don't want them to do that. I wanna switch them to higher quality products. Typically, if you have tried a multivitamin that is a tablet that's like a men's one a day or a women's one a day, I say that's not the way because that tablet um, is harder for your body to digest. There's no way they can squeeze all that nutritional value you need into one teeny little pill. You might just hear a clink in the toilet. It might go right through you, right? A higher quality product, just to be realistic here, is probably going to be four to six or even eight capsules per day. Now, few people take eight, but many of our patients do take four capsules per day of their multivitamin. They may take two in the morning and then to mid-afternoon, whatnot, kind of dividing those through the day. You also wanna make sure you opt for capsules. I really like capsule products versus tablets. Make sure you're looking for the best absorbed version of each nutrient. And, and I realize listening to this, you may not even know where to start, but as I've mentioned on lots of episodes, with minerals, look for amino acid chelated minerals. With B vitamins, look for, for instance, pyridoxal 5-phosphate or P5P on the label instead of B6. Look for methylcobalamin, right, instead of cyanocobalamin, which is B12. Look for folate instead of folic acid or methylfolate, right, which is B9. And know that reputation really does matter. <laughs> so if you're getting your supplements from your chiropractor or your doctor's office, they're probably, even pharmacy, they may be higher quality. I mean like a, a compounding pharmacy. A lot of the local drugstores if they don't have an integrated pharmacist, then they may not really know what quality is. And so when you're buying high quality products, you have to have realistic expectations as to what you're going to pay too, right? So if you can get 60 days of probiotics for $10, it might not be the best, <laughs> highest quality probiotic. A lot of probiotics are a dollar a day. Now, with that being said too, just because a probiotic is $60 a month doesn't mean, I'm not saying higher price means higher quality. Because you can, you can find some good quality brands that aren't gonna, you know, make you go broke, but have realistic expectations because if a vitamin is $7, it probably comes from China, it's probably laced with carcinogens, it's probably not going to help you, make sense? So if you want to learn more about how to select high quality products, you'll have to check out my blog on that and I'll post a link to that also in the show notes. So the next tests that likely your doctor doesn't know about uh, include testing for various toxins. So in chapter five of my book, I'm comparing really your laundry room to your organs of detoxification. So you need to have a properly functioning washer and dryer. You need to have soap. Um, you have this constant burden likely at your house if you're like me, you have dirty clothes which need to be washed and dried and folded and put away, right? That never stops. It's not like you do laundry once in your life and you never have to do that again. The same is true with your body. Your liver and your gallbladder, even bladder, help you to eliminate toxins on a daily ongoing basis. Now, a lot of my patients come to me saying, I have no problems with my liver because my AST, my ALT, right, liver function tests on my comprehensive metabolic panel were normal. But by the time those liver function tests are elevated, you've had problems for a long time. So there are toxins that can contribute to elevated liver function and just really contribute to stressing the liver. A toxic burden greatly contributes to fatigue and to autoimmune disease and to cancers, right? So back to those tests, you can read more in chapter five of my book, but we offer tests here, most functional medicine providers do, for toxins. So I'm gonna talk a little bit about mold, which we'll also talk about in the last one of the last chapters, but we do offer urine mycotoxin testing, looking for mold toxins in the body, which can be from exposure to water damaged buildings. 
we do run testing for heavy metals. Now I mentioned that in chapter, in the last chapter, chapter four, I talk about the importance of running a comprehensive nutritional evaluation with my clients, which shows a really a basic, I'll just say real basic heavy metal screening. But for my patients who we need to dig deeper with, we actually have them do a provocation test where they take a chelation agent and then we check their urine before and after. So after we've provoked them to, to really, <laughs> with this chelation agent, to dump some heavy metals, if they're dumping a lot, we know, well, then they have those heavy metals in storage and we need to get them out. And so that is a test that we offer here. We also run a test I think it's called GLP Tox through Great Plains, which is kind of a toxic non-metal chemical profile looking at pesticides, phthalates, benzene, xylene. Gosh, there's all kinds of chemicals on there that I run on a lot of my farming patients. Uh, a lot of them uh, have sprayed, what's it called, 2D4, 2D6? I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> and that certain chemical, a lot of them have exposure, unfortunately, to glyphosate, which is Roundup. And a lot of them have super high levels that we need to get out of the body. So we can look at pesticides, at mold toxins, at heavy metals as well. That's something that conventional medicine really, unless you're super high in lead, right? They do a lead screening on, on infants. But unless you're super high, none of these are going to be found. And quite frankly, most doctors don't always associate having a high toxic burden with a lot of other uh, physical symptoms. Now, I do recommend we optimize the nutritional status of my patients back to that nutritional evaluation because you need nutrients for detoxing. I do recommend that you eat organic, right? That you have an air purifier going so and, and a water purifier so you're not just constantly adding to your toxic burden. But there are tests that we can run that your doctor may not know about to really assess how high your toxic burden is and what those toxins really are. And then we get to chapter six, which is my favorite. This is where I'm comparing the heating and cooling system in the home to the endocrine system in the body, meaning the thyroid, the adrenals, the ovaries, right? Looking at sex hormone and cortisol production. I love this chapter because the quicker I optimize patients' hormones, the quicker they feel better. And then they have the motivation for things like detoxing the body and uh, changing the diet, right? To reduce inflammation. They'll do the food sensitivity testing. They'll exercise. They'll take their supplements so we can get their feeling better. But in order to optimize hormone levels, we first have to test hormone levels to see where deficiencies exist. And I do have separate episodes where we talk about optimizing sex hormones, like my interview with Dr. Donovitz, where we talk about hormone pellets. So I won't talk for long on this topic, but I will say that um, many of my patients go to their doctor and they are told that their thyroid labs are normal, or they go to their OB-GYN and they're told either A, that there's no need to test sex hormones or that they're normal. And many times I disagree with that. So there is a difference between normal levels and optimal levels, right? I have seen lots of middle-aged women with zero testosterone, like it doesn't even register. <laughs> and conventional OBGYNs won't treat that. They really don't know what to do with it. I've also seen a lot of patients come to me with low progesterone. Some younger patients will have more of an estrogen dominance versus an estrogen deficiency that happens later in menopause. But I also see a lot of T3 deficiency, meaning patients are on thyroid medication, primarily T4, something like levothyroxine or Synthroid. Their TSH is fine, their T4 may be fine, but their T3 is never tested. And if they're on T4 medication that doesn't convert to T3, then they're really not getting the benefit, potentially, of the thyroid medication. So you really need to have a comprehensive thyroid panel run. So in the blood, I always look at iron and ferritin because you need iron to make thyroid hormone levels. You also need magnesium and selenium and zinc, which is why it's important to run a nutritional evaluation on these patients. 
Uh, but we look at TSH, free T4, free T3, which we want to be the higher end of normal, right? I draw a bell-shaped curve on my patient's labs for them. I don't want their levels to be barely in the range. We want T3 to be higher end because T3 is the gas pedal on all things thyroid, on metabolism and energy and you know helping with, with cognition, memory, keeping your body warm so you're not freezing, helping your bowels move and your hair not fall out, right? You want to have optimal T3. We also, depending on the patient, but if the patient to me strikes me as being very stressed, I'm going to check a reverse T3. That's like the brake pedal on metabolism. And I'm going to check thyroid antibodies looking for autoimmune thyroid disease. With sex hormones, here's where I'm going to look at progesterone levels, typically luteal phase of the cycle. So if a patient is still cycling and their cycle is about 28 days, I have them get labs a week earlier, right, than when their cycle starts, about a week after ovulation, which is typically one of days 19, 20, or 21. We do this because we want to see if progesterone is peaking, if progesterone's high. Because if it's not when it's supposed to be high, right, if it's low when it's supposed to be high, we have a problem. Progesterone is the most soothing, calming hormone, great for sleep and anxiety and PMS and heavy bleeding. <laughs> so I want to see if patients have optimal progesterone. And back to my story with infertility, right? I did not. I actually needed to take progesterone through most of my pregnancy. I really needed that. So that's something that I always want to look at with patients. I want to look at their estrogens to see if they're if they're young and they're cycling heavily, they may have estrogen dominance. Estrogen causes the uterine lining to thicken or to grow, and then the body's natural response is to bleed or to shed, right? So we do want you to bleed. Uh, but we don't want you to be uncomfortable, <laughs> have super heavy periods, which can lead to anemia, which can then lead to low thyroid. So for some patients, we have to bring estrogens down. Now, in some patients, we need to bring estrogens up, especially in postmenopausal women, if they're having severe vaginal dryness, painful intercourse, memory fog, hot flashes, night sweats, right? Poor bone mineral density. But how we know if they have low levels is to test them. So in the blood, I test, like I mentioned, progesterone, look at testosterone, look at estrone, estradiol, Oh, look at FSH, sometimes LH. We'll do a blood count, kidney, liver function, make sure the patient's in good shape to receive hormone replacement therapy if that's something that they want. Now, in younger cycling women, we can do saliva testing every couple days through the month to kind of see what's happening. So if they're having premenstrual headaches or headaches with ovulation, whatnot, or if they're just feeling lousy certain times of the month, we can correlate that with labs. So they can log their symptoms. They can do a saliva test every couple days, the full month, and then we can compare how they feel to where levels are. And I guarantee that's a test your doctor doesn't know about because most uh, of our local labs don't even offer saliva testing. And that's really the best way. You don't want to get blood drawn every couple days. It's just inconvenient. Um, and although saliva testing can vary, uh, I think for the most part, it is still accurate and can be, can be done appropriately. And then we use saliva testing also for looking at cortisol. So cortisol is supposed to be highest in the morning. It's supposed to gently reduce throughout the day, being lowest at night so that you can sleep. So we have patients spit into a tube multiple times through the day so that we can assess if cortisol is too high, like at night when they're supposed to be sleeping or too low in the morning when they're supposed to have energy. We can assess that. If cortisol is too high, patients can have inability to lose weight. Sometimes they're having, uh, kind of like how I was having, uh, sympathetic overdrive symptoms, palpitations, and tachycardia, and we need to bring that down. So to optimize hormones, topic of which is not this podcast, <laughs> um, we first have to test them. So I highly recommend you have a comprehensive thyroid hormone panel run, that you look at sex hormones, that you look at adrenal hormones, and even some neurotransmitters, like I mentioned back um, with chapter two.
And then the most important piece, of course, after testing is making sure you find a provider who can interpret those labs appropriately. So just because your labs are barely in the range does not mean they're optimal. So you really need to find a functional medicine provider who understands things like having a high vitamin D is really important, right? And parallel to that, having higher thyroid levels, higher sex hormone levels is really important as you age. So the other big part of testing that I talk about in chapter six of the book is looking at estrogen metabolism. So beyond just looking at hormone levels in the blood or in the saliva, we can run a urine hormone test. This tells me how the liver is detoxing from estrogen. So you do need some estrogen to help with hot flashes and night sweats, right? And vaginal dryness. We want estrogen to bind to your hormone receptors appropriately, but then be cleared out appropriately as well. We don't want it to accumulate, right? When you don't clear out estrogen well, you can get fibroids and cysts and have endometriosis like I had, right? And heavy bleeding. The, and breast cancer eventually, or uterine, prostate, even colon cancer. So we want to assess estrogen metabolism in the urine. So that is typically done through, we use Genova Diagnostics or Precision Analytical, who runs the Dutch test, if you've heard of that. The Dutch test also includes a four-point cortisol. Instead of being in saliva, it's in urine. But again, these are tests that I wish conventional doctors used all the time, but they probably don't know about. Moving on to the next chapter, Chapter seven of my book, I'm really comparing your plumbing, right? The plumbing of the home to the cardiovascular system in the body, because of course, you don't want clogged pipes in your home, right? You don't want the water pressure to be too high and pipes to burst either, right? Similarly, you don't want to have high blood pressure <laughs> or again, the, those clogged veins or clogged pipes, we should say. You, you depend on water in your home for everyday activities like bathing and brushing your teeth and washing your hands and doing the dishes and the laundry. You need your plumbing to get you through the day clog free. And similarly, your heart, which carries, essentially delivers blood and oxygen to all your tissues, you want to be functioning appropriately. You want to have great circulation, right? You don't want to have clogged arteries. So here's where I'm going to come back around to some advanced lipid testing that I alluded to kind of opening this podcast. So typically when we think of heart disease, doctors are really good at testing cholesterol and glucose and monitoring blood pressure and keeping numbers down. My concern is that many patients are over-medicated potentially with statin medications that rob them of nutrients, right? Nutrients of which aren't being repleted that can leave patients with more symptoms. And so if patients are on medications, they really need to have that nutritional evaluation run uh, that I mentioned. But what I like to run in my patients is an advanced lipid panel. So beyond just looking at total cholesterol, HDL, LDL, triglycerides, we can actually look at particles. So we know just as many people have heart attacks who have low cholesterol as who have high cholesterol. So we know cholesterol is not the problem, but it can become the problem, especially when you have lots of inflammation in your body. Back to chapter one, all the more reason to change your diet, right? Get the inflammatory foods out, heal leaky gut, just lower overall body inflammation. But we can look at particles and cholesterol because it's really the small, dense particles that can lead to heart disease. I tell patients those are the ones that can kind of get, we'll just say thick, they end up causing that fatty streak and then a clot, right? The large, more buoyant particles are not as risk-inducing. So I like to actually look at with my patients certain plaque markers, inflammation markers. So we do look at homocysteine, we look at CRP, we look at a sed rate, mild peroxidase, um, LPPLA2, all of these advanced cardiovascular tests are listed in my book in chapter seven. 
You've probably heard a lot about fish oil. It's one of the most common supplements available after all. But have you wondered if you should be taking it and why you might want to think about it? The simple answer is yes. If you don't have access to fresh fish several times per week, you can likely benefit from supplementation and may even need to. I test many of my patients' fatty acid levels and have found that the overwhelming majority of my patients are low in omega-3s. Omega-3 fatty acids are essential cornerstones of human nutrition. They are deemed essential because we need them for proper health, much like certain vitamins and minerals, but unfortunately we can't produce them on our own. As a result, our only option is to consume these fats either through our diet or through supplementation. Omega-3 fatty acids are known to benefit cardiovascular health, support healthy brain function and cognition, and have been proven to maintain a healthy inflammatory response. For all these reasons, achieving the proper balance of omega-3s is an important health strategy, one for which most people require supplementation. Simplified. Fish oil can help improve your cholesterol, glucose, help your memory, reduce pain, even headaches and menstrual cramps. I typically start my patients with 1 to 2 grams or 1,000 to 2,000 milligrams per day of combined eicosapentaenoic acid, which is EPA, and docosahexaenoic acid, which is DHA daily. Our Your Longevity Blueprint Omegas are stabilized in vitamin E oil, and rosemary extract is used to ensure maximum purity and freshness. This exclusive fish oil is purified, vacuum distilled, and independently tested to ensure heavy metals, pesticides, and polychlorinated biphenyls, PCBs, are removed to undetectable levels. Plus, our fish oil has the shortest sea-to-shelf time, meaning from fish to bottle or capsule, of only three to six months, as compared to the industry average of 18 to 36 months. Seriously, that means most of the fish oil you buy over-the-counter is old, oxidized, rancid, and not helpful. That fish oil purchased over-the-counter could be three years old already before you ingest it. Yuck. With over 10,000 published studies in the last three decades, EPA and DHA from fish oil are among the most researched natural ingredients available and have a long history of safety and efficacy. Check out more product information on our website, yourlongevityblueprint.com, and use code OMEGA3s for 10% off. Now let's get back to the show. So that's something that I recommend. The beauty of that testing is that you can also look for genetic variants that can show if statin medications are actually not a good fit, that patients will actually not even have a reduction with statin. So we can look for that. There's, there are genes for that. We can also look at where the cholesterol problem is even coming from. <laughs> so we can run certain tests in patients to show us if they are overproducing cholesterol in the liver or if the cholesterol keeps getting reabsorbed in the gut. You know, because for some people, we need to reduce the production of cholesterol. Others, we need to bind it using things like fiber so they can poop it out. So there are certain sterile markers that we can look for in these patients. I can never pronounce them, but we can identify, again, if a statin medication or red yeast rice, which is the supplement, that statins are derived from, if that's a good fit for patients. A lot of my patients just want to avoid statins entirely, or they don't want to use red yeast rice. For those patients, we may use citrus bergamot, which can still block production of cholesterol. Um, for patients who have more of the gut issue, <laughs> they may be a better fit for medication like Zetia or Wellcall, which will help to bind cholesterol so it doesn't keep getting reabsorbed. Or if they don't want medications, we may then use high-dose fiber <laughs> for a supplement called plant sterols just to name a few. So we have a whole, I mean, a whole room full of supplements here, right? We have lots of tools that we can use, but running some of this advanced testing that your doctor may not know about um, may help us identify, A, how high your risk is, right? 
do you have small particles? Do you have high inflammation? Do you have plaque forming? And where does the cholesterol problem lie, right? We can determine those and then intervene. If, if heart disease risk is really high, there are some occasions where I'm going to recommend a statin medication. But on many occasions, we can get numbers down, particles shifted to a larger size, inflammation down using lifestyle and other supplements. Lastly, in chapter eight, I'm comparing how important it is to maintain roof integrity of your home, right? <laughs> I'm comparing that to the immune system in the body, how important it is to treat underlying infections and really strengthen the immune system. So I live in Iowa and we've had a couple of major floods here. And I know that a lot of my city is moldy. So I think half of commercial buildings have had water damage at some point anyways. I think in our city, we have even, that, that percentage is much higher. I think a lot of people don't know that they have had water damage even and that mold is affecting their health. So some tests your doctor may not know about that can help us identify if mold is a problem, we'll just start with mold here, um, would include TGF-beta-1, C4A, C3A, um, to see if the immune system is triggered by a biotoxin illness, something like mold toxins or Lyme disease or Lyme co-infections. I talk a lot more of that and about those in my book, but I'll also I want to circle back around to the urine mycotoxin testing that I mentioned earlier because we can actually break down, we can test patients to see if they have high levels of ochratoxin or gliotoxin. I mean, we run a, a panel that's three pages long of mold toxins, which can have specifically um, impacts on hormones, um, can have impacts on the neurologic system. It's just something that we really like to look at in patients. I have a lot of patients with breast implant illness who have also, I see that as another toxin in the body, right, which is triggering the immune system. And these patients have abnormal TGF-beta-1, and then they, many times we find, have high urine mycotoxin levels. So those are some tests your doctors may not know about. We also run for patients who have passed a basic Lyme screening. If they have headaches and joint pain and brain fog and a lot of symptoms consistent with Lyme disease, they may have chronic Lyme disease that was never found. For those patients, we run a fancier Lyme test. I use Igenix as one of the labs, which again, I talk more about in my book. Lyme is the great mimicker, so patients can have a lot of different symptoms, unfortunately stemming from Lyme disease, which many times is missed. So we do look more comprehensively for Lyme disease here, and we look for chronic viruses. I've had an excellent podcast on Epstein-Barr virus with Dr. Kaja Kynes. So definitely listen to that if you're if you've had mono, if you've had Epstein-Barr virus. I think a lot of us have have had that. Um, but viruses can also be pretty devastating. So in this chapter, I'm really sharing with the audience other tests your doctor may not know about that could identify some chronic, we'll just say, infections that really need to be treated. And here's probably where we get to the point where you're thinking, okay, this all is sounding overwhelming, but also how much do all these tests cost? <laughs> and I want to go there, but First, I kind of just want to emphasize the cost of chronic disease, right? So I, I think last I looked, the cost of cardiovascular disease and stroke is $316 billion annually. The cost of diabetes is $245 billion annually and rising. So who's paying for this, right? I think we all are. <laughs> so we do owe it to each other to take care of our bodies. And I, I love it when I'm able to optimize a woman in medlife's hormone levels, and she says, I've got to get my teenager in here. I, I don't want her to go through the hell that I went through. I want to assess her hormones now. I want to get her gut health improved now so that she's not set up or so that she is set up to have success. She's not set up to suffer like I suffered. So I love it when parents see the value in functional medicine and they bring in their kids. And the, so they get their kids started young um, with this type of care. 
So I tell patients that typically if they want the fire department approach, that's more what insurance is going to cover. And I'd, I'd say not even cover. I mean, I've always had like a $12,000 just high deductible. It came from a family that um, was self-employed. Obviously, I'm still self-employed. So that we've always, <laughs> always, um, my parents always emphasized keeping us really healthy to save money so we didn't have to go to the doctor, Right. A lot of patients, a lot of my patients and friends, unfortunately, I shouldn't say unfortunately, fortunately, they had excellent insurance, maybe low deductibles, and their parents just took them to the doctor a lot, and their parents really didn't have to pay a lot for that. But now we're seeing in a lot of those individuals, they took lots of antibiotics, they probably did some things that they shouldn't have, they didn't know, um, but now they're kind of suffering and we're having to rebuild their bodies. A lot of my friends are now realizing that insurance doesn't just cover everything. A lot of their plans are getting shifted to having more higher deductibles. And so they're realizing, I'm actually paying out of pocket every time I go to the doctor anyway, so I might as well see a functional medicine doctor. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't have insurance. You definitely need insurance, especially for acute and emergency situations. But for chronic disease, again, I think functional medicine better serves chronic disease versus the conventional kind of traditional medicine. I think if we need surgery, right? You brain surgery, you're going to see a brain specialist. I mean, you're going to see a neurosurgeon, right? If you want your hormones optimized, I would highly recommend seeing an anti-aging or integrative functional medicine provider, whatever term you want to use to help optimize your hormones. So there are specialists for everything these days, but I see functional medicine providers as really a, being a huge asset because they have access to all of these tests and lots more that I trust me didn't have time to mention <laughs> today that can really help you build true longevity. So I do think it is worth the money, right, that you may have to spend on testing. About all the tests that we offer are like, I, I roughly tell patients, two, three hundred dollars. It kind of depends. Um, but nothing is a thousand dollars, right? You get an MRI, you're going to pay, you could pay fifteen hundred dollars, whatnot. But a lot of our tests are simply a few hundred dollars, which I think are well worth the money. So I do recommend my patients invest in functional medicine, that they invest in the lifestyle and dietary changes that are recommended. They complete the recommended testing, like tests of which I have mentioned today, and that they regularly take their, their nutraceutical products. And that they then continue to get tested annually, right? For my patients who have, let's just say they're on citrus bergamot for their cholesterol, right? I'm going to be retesting all of those markers on them to assess their heart risk annually. If they're taking hormone replacement therapy, I'm going to be checking their hormones annually. Uh, if they're on certain, or we'll just go back to mold. Uh, if they've had a mold illness, we're going to repeat testing until testing is normal, until those toxins are out of the body. So I highly see value in all of these tests your doctors may not know about that can help you get to the root cause of your problem. And I hope after listening today, this was an interesting episode to do since I'm kind of just winging this here, but I hope after today um, you learned something and at least hopefully I've piqued your interest and you can then go back to our website, Your Longevity Blueprint. You can listen to further podcasts on the topics of your choice or refer back to my book. I just so appreciate you listening today. I, I think at times we take content for granted. And maybe I'll take a moment and digress there. I, I think these days we can Google anything, right? You can find an answer on the internet or on Facebook or shoot in five seconds, you can pull up my podcast. But it's taken thousands, and I mean thousands of hours, <laughs> to create content like this and really produce the show. And so 
as I've said before, this is like literally the most time consuming, expensive hobby I've ever had. And I've, I've loved doing it. It's been so, so much fun interviewing uh, experts. But I would so appreciate it if you have found value that you take a fraction of that time and leave a rating and review for the show on iTunes and just really share this with those in need. So again, I'll just wrap up today saying I hope that I've piqued your interest. I hoped that I have mentioned lots of tests to you that you probably, you and your doctor both probably never do existed, that maybe now you're thinking you need to invest in. Maybe you're thinking you definitely want to do food sensitivity testing, or maybe you want to run that nutritional evaluation, or maybe you know it's time to test your hormones, or maybe you think you have chronic Lyme disease or mold toxicity functional medicine providers can help you explore that. So please know there's hope. Please don't suffer any longer. Find a provider like our clinic who can help you. Thank you for listening today. And remember, wellness is waiting. Be sure to check out my book, Your Longevity Blueprint. And if you aren't much of a reader, you're in luck. You can now take my course online where I walk you through each chapter in the book. Plus, for a limited time, the course is 50% off. Check this offer out at yourlongevityblueprint.com and click the course tab. One of the biggest things you can do to support the show and help us reach more listeners is to subscribe to the show. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. I do read all the reviews and would truly love to hear your suggestions for show topics, guests, and for how you're applying what you've learned on the show to create your own longevity blueprint. The podcast is produced by the team at Counterweight Creative. As always, thank you so much for listening and remember, wellness is waiting. The information provided in this podcast is educational. No information provided should be considered to be or used as a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always consult with your personal medical authority.